Welcome to the Secrets of Earning Money show, where we focus on business, money, and mindset, so you can take control of your personal financial economy and life. And I'm your host, Tasha Singleton. And today we are joined by our special guest, Rashida Roberts. She is a financial coach, an educator, the founder of Target Financial, and an author. She has a brand new book that is being released right now, and it is called Find Your Spark, Seven Steps to Ditch Stress and Ignite Your Financial Lifestyle. Woohoo! Welcome, Rashida. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yes, we are glad to have you. And we know that you are all about ditching debt. And so tell us a little bit more about you and your journey. Well, I have been into the financial space for two and a half years now. And I started in the personal finances. And um, it was really for me to get my own situation under control. And so once I start finding out these the technicalities of how to manage money. I was like, why haven't anybody ever, you know, taught me this? I have two degrees and I don't know, you know, some of the basics of money managing. And so I was like, man, people need to know this. I started telling people about, you know, utilizing their W-4 as a strategy to help them to ditch debt. And I started to just talk about different things. And people were like, yeah, I know that. I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me? So I really felt slighted, you know, in my education being that I love to learn. And, um, you know, so that's when I decided that I wanted to, to help other people as along with uh, helping myself uh, get rid of debt. I was able to, after implementing some strategies, I eliminated $15,000 worth of debt in my first year when I started. And I didn't get a new job. Like I did try to start a bit. I did start a business, but it wasn't making like money. So that was all just me changing my mindset. And it was all about me changing my money habits and how I manage my money and just, you know, learning. So I really started with a lot of financial literacy for myself. But as I educated myself, I educated, well, I was trying to educate other people and my family will tell you, I don't, I won't be quiet about it. So I kept going. And then, so I just decided to start Target Financial. And then, you know, I started to write a book. It's been a journey writing the book, but, you know, I tried to let the people pleasing, the perfectionism and all of that, you know, simmer down with writing the book. But, oh, my gosh, it, it definitely got to me a little bit. But uh, it's coming out, so I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Now, with all those strategies you've learned, what do you think is the most important one or the most important habit that you picked up? I think the most important habit is really being intentional it's really about the the most important thing is your mindset but it's the mindset of being intentional about how to spend your money 
and having a goal set for it. So if you're, you can want to get out of debt, you can want to make a certain amount of money, but if you don't really plan for it, and if you don't really go after and execute, you're not going to get there. So I've, I've looked back them on my, I've looked back on many of my journals and I saw that I wrote that I wanted to get out of debt so many times. I've gotten out of credit card debt several times, but then I would run it back up. And so it was a cycle. But, you know, at that time, the only thing I looked at was credit cards as debt. I didn't even see, I didn't see student loans as debt, you know, and I was like, I don't understand why I didn't, but at the time I didn't, but now I'm like, that's because the world has programmed you to look at student loans as not debt. But at the same time, I got in it and didn't have a plan to get out of it, you know? So you really have to have a mindset of where you want to go. You've got to be intentional on planning and budgeting and putting your money so that it can work for you. And so that, you know, you're not finding yourself in these cyclical incidences where you're charging up money, paying it off, but charging up money and still, you still ending up living paycheck to paycheck, no matter how much money that you gain. And I just got through talking to a family member about this. And, you know, I was, they were like, yeah, I make a lot of money. I just look back on how much money that I made. And I actually made a lot of money last year, but yet, where is it, you know, and how did I start the year off? So you, I, man, that mindset is, is everything because it's either going to, you know, help you propel you to your goals or it's going to help you continue to crush what you say you want to do. So, yeah, well, many of us don't realize that the way we handle money is a pattern. It is our blueprint because that's what we saw growing up. That's what we learned as adults sometimes when we finally are learning our money habits and the people who we're around and it becomes a habit so what we do is habitual but we have to first make the decision which begins in our mind that we want to make a change and then we have to start taking the action so that we can make that change and we can make that change permanent not temporary you know we don't want to go on a, a yo-yo diet for our money <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's what it was. All that that yo-yo diet is the cyclical process where you pay something off, but then you, you gain it back up because a lot of us are we're emotional spenders. And you know, one thing I talk about in the book is to break up with money. You have to break up with money and break those ties of making the emotional decisions about money. And the biggest emotional decisions that we make are from October to December when it's time to shop it's shopping season we we know that like when it becomes fall season and it gets cold and you know we're having the festivals and then you have black friday and then you have you know a lot of winter holidays christmas and different things like that kwanzaa uh hanukkah everybody's gift giving and so sometimes we can let our emotions get out of control and we want to give a lot of things and I remember one time and this is in the book I had a list of nearly it was probably more than 40 people I say 30 to 40 people but I know I had a list over 40 people that I was trying to buy gifts for people who probably won't even be at my funeral but 
yet I had their name down all the way from, you know, somewhat friends, family, co-workers, you name it. If I met you and talked to you, I was trying to buy, <laughs> buy a gift. And, you know, it's just not feasible because we know so many people. We know so many people, especially if you're, you go to church or you're at your job and if you're part of any other little small organization or like a book club. So it's just not feasible. And so you got to find ways to really uh, cut down on that emotional spending so that you're not coming around January or not even January. You're still paying for stuff years later that you bought during Black Friday. So we got to enter stuff logically and have a plan to go ahead and and pay it, yeah, pay it off. Yeah, I'm going to use my credit cards for this time period, but I got a plan, plan that is going to be paid off by this time, um, especially if they're giving me like 0% zero, zero interest or whatever. So you, you're going into it with a plan and you're going to execute the plan and get it done so that way you aren't paying interest. We want to get to a place where we're actually, um, interest is being paid to us and then we can com compound it. So you're right. Um, some people are still paying it off, but you get the pain of the bill when you open it up in January <laughs> from shopping during the holidays. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do do a little bit too much because we don't feel like we've done enough during the year. Um, but, you know, if you spend time with people as opposed, as opposed to spending the extra money on them, it may be a better gift because a lot of times mm. people want your time more so than the gift. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Make time for people, then you won't feel so guilty towards the end of the year and trying to make for make up for it with the present. So I like that. That's a good one. Sequel two, that's in the book, volume number two. <laughs> so if you had to start your financial journey over, knowing what you know now, what is the number one thing you would do differently? Oh, I wouldn't pull from retirement. I would not break my stocks and bonds for to pay for Christmas. Like that, I just wouldn't do. Um, so I would not pull from retirement. Period. <laughs> it would because it I, it would and not even retirement. I broke a lot of stocks and bonds too to to pay for Christmas. You know, I would have left that money right there and figured out a different way where to find where to find the money to pay for certain things. But, you know, I did run into one time I did have to, well, I did pull from retirement for one item where it was helping a family member uh, for medical and, you know, house reasons. So that one, I would probably, I don't know. I don't, I can't say I wouldn't do it only because it was dire, a dire need for it. And so, but I probably could have found a better way to, to get the money. And a lot of times we don't ask for stuff when we really need it or not, not even that. We don't, we don't take the time to ask people ahead of time. You know, when a storm is coming your way. And so we don't um, solicit our, our family or people who are around us until it's too late. And then the amount is astronomical. And so I probably could have reached out to family and friends, but pulling from retirement, my would be 
my portfolio would be so much bigger than it is now and I wouldn't be looking to try to work as hard and so you really you're really hurting yourself when you're you know pulling from the place where you are making your money grow for you so don't do it don't do it you're gonna regret it yeah plus plus you had to not only did you take the money out you used it but then you had to pay the taxes on it because you had a penalty that you had to pay for taking the money out and then the additional taxes that you had to pay so yeah i i can see that it's not necessarily the best thing but it is a last resort but in a case like medical emergency then it's always understandable there because right. actually medical bills are the number one reason for bankruptcy believe it or not and um, mm -hmm. those next so it's understandable now what are the top three recommendations that you would give for someone to find their spot and ditch the debt well oh man that's a loaded question <laughs> Top three is one, definitely, I'm always going to go back to mindset. You got to change your mindset. In order to change your mindset, you're going to have to do a, several different things. There are a lot of things that you're going to have to do in order to get to a positive mindset, to get to a, a strong mindset, because I feel like a lot of times, most of us are not trained to have a strong mind. And we get lazy and we don't want to do the work that it really takes, the mental work that it takes. Instead of resorting to, I can't do this, I, you know, I'll never be good, you know, my mom was like this, I'm always, we're always going to be living paycheck to paycheck or whatever. We always resort to the negative things um, about our lives and what's going on or, you know, when that last thing happens and you're like, why does this always happen to me? We resort to those things. But you got to use your mind in order to build yourself up. And you can't stay in those negative and cyclical uh, sayings that you have recurring over and playing over and over in your head. You got to feed it positive stuff. Even if you're not in a good place right then and there, you have to be the bigger person, <laughs> even within your own self and say, okay. I'm okay right now. I'm not in a good place, but I'm going to be in a, a good place or I'm going to get better. So a lot of things, what we talk about in the education world is growth mindset, but most people do not even have a growth mindset. They say, we say it, we use these buzzwords, but we not, we're not actually walking in that particular uh, way. I'm not where I want to be right now, but I'm going to get there. I'm not good at this right now, but I will be better. Uh, as soon as I learn these, these items, most things we can learn because this whole world is made up. Okay. It's, it's made up. And so if we can make up all of these systems and organizations and different things, you can make up in your mind what you want to do and what you you're going to accomplish. We all love the gladiator and the warrior experience. You can have that within your own life as well but you're going to have to speak to it. You're going to have to do the daily work. Even sometimes it's not even daily work. It's minute by minute because some of us are in some devastating situations. We might even be in a lot of toxic uh, situations. So you got to change your mindset. When to change your mindset, you got to speak to yourself positively. You're going to have to get around quality people. You're going to have to feed your mind 
um, you're going to have to feed it. So that means like feeding it, your social media, you need to curate that whole social media to, to feed you. You need to be reading. You need to be listening to podcasts that are helping you go uh, where you want to go. You need to put yourself around quality people who can be into your life and that they can hold you accountable as well. You need to get away from having just yes people around you. Some of us, we just want the yesums and we don't want anybody to speak against what, what we're saying, but you need those type of people around you because they're not, they're there to hold you up. I'd rather have those people tell me the truth up front than somebody who says they're a friend and be a snake and really tearing you down and, and pulling you down. So, you know, so that's all about mindset. Two is you got to learn how to manage your money. That's point blank. If you don't learn how to manage your money, you're still going to, you know, be in the same, same spot. You know, I was all last year, I was preaching against credit cards, but now man, I'm learning different things where I get paid, I get paid just for utilizing, you know, using my credit cards. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about I a check every month, you know, deposited into my bank account. But if I hadn't started digging and learning and putting myself in different spaces and, you know, listening to other people, then I wouldn't learn about certain uh, techniques. And this is something that I can go to sleep uh, you know, I could go to sleep and still wake up and know that, hey, during this time, I'm going to be getting a check for this, for something that took me less than less than five minutes to do. And so we got to learn how to manage our money. You got to learn how to, you know, not get the bank fees, you know, to budget your money, to actually set goals on where you, where you know, you're going to, you put your money, but how much you want to have so you can work towards it. So manage our money is key because you can get more money. And I always tell people, everybody thinks they, they need more money, but they don't need more money. You need money management skills. Okay. You need money management skills. And then the third thing is those are pretty much, I don't, I don't even think if you got the mindset and you manage your money, I, I mean, because there's so many things under mindset that I'll put, but in managing your money, there's so many things under there that you need to learn. Um, but, and so I would keep it with, with those, with those two, but that's all to do. Number three, the three is building your financial confidence. Okay. And how are we going to build our financial confidence? You need to establish new habits. One. And you also need to uh, learn, okay? You have to learn. You've got to be a reader and a note taker. So show up for some of these free events. They, there's so much information going on. Oh my gosh. There's so much information out here that's free. And sometimes you don't know what to look at. So I would go on Ventbrite, look up look up uh, financial workshops that's going on in your area. But leave your wallet when you go because you know they're always trying to sell to you, right? Go for the information, get what you can. And if you listen to a lot of different people, you'll hear some of the same things over and over. And that's great because the more you hear the same thing, it starts to embed down, embed, and download into your, your mind. And so that way you'll start repeating that same thing. You'll go to your banker and they'll know that, oh, you're starting to use financial terminology. And they're like, oh, this person knows their stuff. 
and they'll start offering you different products or they'll start talking to you a different way. So really do, um, make sure you try to build your financial confidence so that way um, you're not wasting your money in fees. Um, you can actually talk the language. You don't have any problem calling up your bill collectors and asking them for, hey, I can't pay this or technically you can pay it, but you don't want to pay it. Why pay 20 extra dollars when you don't have to pay it? And I seriously, like I just called my, I just had to call my telephone provider or my normal internet service provider and ask them, look, I, I don't want to pay 20 extra dollars. So we were able to cut that in a half. I paid 10 extra dollars, but I still could go back the next month or I could figure out how to pay, pay less. But when you don't have financial confidence, you don't feel like you can actually go and talk to people and ask for a lower rate. So you have that power um, within you. So mindset, manage your money and build your financial confidence. Those are my three. And y'all know I can talk a lot about all three of those. And those are good. Those are good. And you did talk a lot about the <laughs> mindset with a, a, a whole world of its own. So, mm -hmm. but it is deep. And one of the things that we need to understand is a lot of people, you know, they're so over hearing mindset, but they don't understand how important mindset is. How you think determines your mood and your mood determines your action. So if you're in a negative mindset, or you're, you know, you're negative, you have a negative attitude, then guess what? You're not going to do the things you need to do to put nope. you on the right track. Okay. Exactly. So your actions are going to be determined by your mood and your mindset. So exactly. that's why mindset is number one, no matter what you're doing, you have to first make the decision and then you have to be committed to making that goal come, come to fruition. So that's what we have to look at there. And then you, like you said, you have to learn how to manage your money better. Um, yes, a lot of people think that it's more money, but they fail to realize that, you know, 25% um, of people who earn $150,000 or more live paycheck to paycheck. So if you have six and seven figure earners who are living paycheck to paycheck, then that means more money is not necessarily the answer. So if you already have bad money, mani money management habits, when you only have a little bit of money, when you get six and seven figures, you still gonna have those same habits. So now you just have bigger bills that you're living paycheck to paycheck with. Yes, you have nicer toys, <laughs> but you still have the same stress. Actually, you have more stress because you have more zeros <laughs> in between that, that decimal point <laughs> that you Hey, have. Biggie Small Spirit said the best, more money, more problems, okay? So, and then building your financial confidence, when people, um, people are scared, you know, to call the collections companies that answer the phone and everything, but you know what we have to learn is you can't get blood from a turnip. <laughs> so, you know, pick up the phone, talk to them. If the person that you're talking to the first time you um, talk to them is just not very nice, hang up the phone, call back, report them, file a complaint. And let's speak to the next person because they definitely will be nicer now that you filed a complaint against the other person. And you'll be surprised at how much more, um, uh, how much more acceptable or open receptive they will be to working with you because that complaint could lead to penalties and fines. So it's easier, more than likely based on the amount that you owe, that it would be easier to work with you 
and not have them, you know, have a federal complaint and come up some state and federal penalties against them because of the way they treated you. So, you know, yes, have your confidence, know that, you know, this is a temporary situation. You can pick up the phone, you can make arrangements. And a lot of times they'll work with you. Sometimes the person that calls you won't work with you. But if you call back and speak with someone else, that person will work with you. And maybe you have to call back a couple of times. But nonetheless, if you call back and if all else fails, speak with a supervisor and um, let them know about the treatment and everything and, and make sure that complaint gets filed with the supervisor and, you, and it'll help you out. That's the best thing you can do. So you can't pay what you don't have to pay, but you, they can make arrangements to extend it and just don't be scared to do that. And that's what many of us are um, scared to, especially right now. I mean, they're doing expenses all the time. So don't be scared. And or don't have too much pride. Don't yeah, that's true. To ask. And I'll add this uh, illustration is the reason why you really have to be in the mindset and you really have to have the comp comp financial confidence. You know, for one year, my mortgage company had transferred to a new mortgage co company. Before the, the um, original mortgage, mortgage company transferred, they made one of my payments as being late and that I didn't pay because what they did was I would, I made two payments. Um, I did it every month. It was on automation, but they took part of my payment and applied it toward the principal instead of applying it towards my actual payment. And so I was in such a, and so I tried to argue that for a little while, but my mindset, like I was not in a good place at all. So I didn't have they kept calling and kept calling and I had already talked to them from like January to, to March of one year. And then I just couldn't take it. I was in a, having a lot of personal issues. And so I did not pick up the phone to really get back down to it for another year. And they were sending me foreclosure items and they were sending me all kinds of things. I kept making the same payment and I just said, you know, I, I'm not, I asked for a supervisor. They wouldn't give it to me up, up front. So I just stopped about June of that year. I just stopped. And then um, until I got a spring break, I got on the phone and I'm telling you, it took me, it took me one complaining to the attorney generals, the savings and finance department of my state. I also complained to the consumer financial protection bureau. I also went to the housing authority and complained to them. And when I contacted a lawyer, because we have part of our my job, I have access to, to lawyers. So I contacted them to, you know, try to get help with this because they were trying to threaten me to foreclosure. And this was over a couple a hundred dollars and they were tacking on fees and they might made my credit score go down. People dropped me. It was like, it was crazy. And so I didn't have the mindset to deal with it for a long time, but I'm telling you, once I contacted the lawyer and they just told me to do one thing and then um, it took a whole year to get a supervisor on the phone. It took a whole year, but most people won't even ask for a supervisor. But I tell you, once I got spring break in three days, I'm telling you, I was on the phone for about eight hours every day with these people or calling or on hold. And within three days, it got 
done because I was determined and I had the mindset, I had the confidence to know that I was in the right. Um, and but it takes work and some people won't do the work. They actually know that most people will fall off and not do st certain stuff and not fight for what is theirs. And then they will end up just folding. Well, I wasn't about to fold. So I made sure, you know, you know what what I was going to do. And I contacted the, the right people. But you have to be able to follow through because they will run amok on people who who don't who don't follow through so you have to have that mindset and you have to know that there are tools out there there are people out there to help you with your finances but most of us won't reach out okay we go get training on how to do our job we go get training uh, for certain things or you know education we get you know we go to our nail tech get our nails done or our hairdresser to get our hair done but why don't we go to someone to help us with our finances the people who have money actually cons consult people like yourself, you know, <laughs> and, and, and financial advisors. Why aren't we doing it? We need to do it too. And sometimes I know we say we don't have the money. Yes, you do have the money. There are people who will work with you. And so you just have to find the person who will work with you. And guess what? You can go down to your local bank. And this is, this is something that I just learned in the past six months. You can go to down to your local bank and ask questions about finances and they will, should be able to educate you. But I have never, ever looked at my local bank like that ever in my life. And, you know, I met your banker and she was talking about that. And so these are the things that we don't learn. They don't teach you this in school. How many of us know that we can go to our bank and sit down and talk and ask questions and learn about different things and different different products or just learn about money period but most of us don't we don't have a personal banker because most of the time the personal bankers are reserved for who people who have private accounts and it's just amazing it's amazing when you get into your money and really want better for yourself you will learn so much and it will just be a mind-blowing experience that you can work less and actually have more money. We live in a capitalistic society. And so people really, if you don't learn the rules of the wealthy and learn the rules of capitalism, then you're gonna be, you're gonna end up working harder than you actually do, but you're gonna pay more taxes because your labor is taxed more than your, your money. Okay, your money making money is taxed less, but your, your hard labor is taxed way higher than your money that makes money. And I'll stop there. Yeah. Now, see, um, the banks are places, if you have a bank or a credit union, a lot of them actually have free classes. They do trainings, but many of us don't pay attention to those um, little flyers that we get or the um, newsletter that comes in the mail or even the newsletter that comes by email nowadays for those who do the online banking. We ignore those little pop-up boxes about what, what we have going on next. And so... The information is out there. You just have to be willing to read it. And now a lot of them have the online, um, have online virtual video training and you have to be willing to go through it. So if you really want to get your finances in order, there is a way that you can do it and you can start on your own without investing a lot of money. You just have to invest your time. Since you already don't have the money, invest your time. You have to be willing to do that.
And so that does take a mindset and actually a commitment to be want to want to get out of debt, to want to create financial freedom for yourself. So those resources are there and there are nonprofit groups that help you as well. The goal is to have the confidence to ask for help, seek the help out and learn what you don't know. You know, there's no shame in that because at one point there was something that we all didn't know. You know, at, when we first came onto this earth, we didn't all, none of us knew how to walk, right? We had to learn, we had to learn how to talk. So we all have to learn what we don't know at some point in our life. There's no, no different when it comes to money. So Rashida, tell us what you have coming up next. Well, I'm a part of a financial group called the Black Women Empowering Finances, and we have a workshop or really a summit or webinar coming up. It's called Wealth Boundaries and Me. And so I'll be part of that panel talking about something that's in my book, boundaries, and which is one of my, I say that's my favorite word that's one of my favorite words so hashtag boundaries and uh, with the, along with the book I'll be writing a workbook to go with it and a devotional so that way people have a place you can actually write in the book if you want I put a lot of places in there but there are a lot of questions in there so I'm one I'm definitely going to have that available so people can mark their own journey of finding their spark and really do the work. You have to do the mental work. I'm telling you, you, you just can't deny it. And so, but I'll be having a developing, you know, workshop and an actual, um, an actual camp per se to go along with the book as well. So we can go over each of the, the seven steps on, you know, ditching that stress and trying to ignite our financial lifestyle so there's a the first half of the book is really about mindset and then the second half is about maximizing and managing your your money so I definitely will be having a a camp to go with that so that way we can get through it because I know a lot of y'all out there are gonna start the book but you gotta finish the book okay we gotta finish it so we can get get through everything so I would like I'm gonna be taking people through that experience and you know there's a, a, a lot coming up so books workshop you know there'll be another book actually that will come out uh, just from from this book uh, as well just to focus on the money part and not the the stress the stress of it and so um, we'll be doing that I have a and another thing that in the summertime uh, reignite your finances we had our our first conference last year was a summit and we're gonna I'm gonna be doing that again this year as well uh, I haven't I've been playing around with the name but it's gonna be about maximizing your money and so I really want to look at how people can increase their cash flow and look at real ways people can can do that because we all need to make sure that we are I feel like we need to be in the years like of Joseph time to save the grain and build the grain up. So that way, if anything like this pandemic shall happen again, we, we will be, will be okay. 
that we don't have to be scrambling within the first three weeks or even the first month or two of a total chaotic uh, situation and that we can sit back and be in a position to help people and not be in a position of, of needing help. Now, if you need help, look, hey, don't be ashamed. We've all been there. Just ask. But um, so those are some of the things, you know, that'll be, be looking at. We um, I have some book ventures also coming up as well. There's a um, book that I co-authored that will, should be coming out this year. It's called Step Into Your Power. And so I have a portion in there where I talk about uh, money as well and mostly about boundaries uh, in, in that, what I wrote um, in that book. So lots of experiences happening. So y'all look out. Look in the Facebook group, I Dream of Financial Success, and follow me on Instagram at Target Financial, and you'll see me on Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube there too as well. You just put in Target Financial. Yeah. So like you just said, you got a camp coming up, you know, people won't go through the whole book, but so my question to you is, what do you, if people only had one chapter to read, what chapter do you think is the one chapter that they must read even if they didn't read anything else in your book? Ooh, man, that is going to be hard. That's a hard question because you need, oh my gosh, that's a difficult question because, you know, with, with the first half being mindset, it's almost like you can't just take, take it, take it out. But you know, the last chapter is, is manage your money. Look, if you just read manage your money, then uh, you might get it, but I just going to have to say manage, manage your money only because even though I want you to get the mindset part in there, I still talk about, you know, having the mindset in, in the manager money, but that chapter is loaded, y'all. It's, it's a lease by itself. It's a whole book by itself, which is why it's going to become its own book. But Mastering Your Finances, Make, Manage, and Maximize Your Money, that one, I would say, read. Um, oh, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to put it there. But the other, the other, there's just so many, straighten your crown and take control, maybe, and then, yeah, that, those will probably be my top two. I know you said one, but my top two, manage your money and then straighten your crown and take control. Because then straighten your crown, and that's chapter five, straighten your crown and take control is about getting rid of negative thoughts, finding your voice to say no, uh, getting organized and then telling your money uh, where to go. So, cause you got to take control over the negative thoughts that you have replayed in your head. You have to learn to set up boundaries and start saying no. You got to get organized. Um, that's funny coming from me. But, you know, there are areas where I am very organized, especially when it comes to, you know, like money and stuff. So I can get easily organized for my personal finances. We're going to just say it like <laughs> my personal finances. I can get easily organized, you know, like I've already done my budget for for the year. And so. But and then you also have to, you know, take control by telling your money where to go. So that would that would be a chapter alongside chapter seven, where I talk about mastering um, your finances and the master your finances goes through the cash flow method that that I have um, and C starts with change your mindset. 
So the C in cash flow is change your, your mindset. And so that's why I say chapter seven, because it does have the, the mindset in there. So you'll learn in chapter seven to change your mindset, to attack emotional spending and break up with money. The S is script a budget. The H is hold firm to the emergency fund. F, fill your pockets. L, level the debt. Talk about a lot of credit in there. O is obtain your full emergency fund and the deeds to your house. And then W is welcome wealth. Welcome wealth. Because some of us don't even realize that we actually have to to set the tone to even think that we can build wealth. So we have to actually have the audacity to say that I am capable of building wealth. And that's why I say welcome, welcome wealth. So yeah. Well, that's a great, I love, like that acronym. Um, but we did go from one to now three chapters, right? <laughs> no, that's, that's the same chapter. It's chapter seven. Chapter? Okay. Yes, chapter seven. <laughs> it's loaded. And then chapter five was the other one that, that I would follow up with that. Because okay. that one's called straight in your crown and take control. All right, so manage your money and straighten your crown and take control. So you have to have two chapters, not just one. But <laughs> we want to make sure that if you're a person, you know, it's a great book, read the whole book. But if you just can't read, but a little bit at a time, make sure you read the chapter um, seven and chapter five. So that way you can manage your money and that you can take control. So straighten your crown and take control. So those are the two most important chapters in the book. But the whole book is good, so make sure you take some time to read it. But if you're a person that doesn't read a lot, make sure those are the top two that you do. All righty. And so, Rashida, tell people how they can keep connected with you. They can keep connected with me. Just find me any on any social media platform at Target Financial. And you can also go to the website www.thecashflowcombo.com. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. So I'm pretty much everywhere. If you just put my name in, you can find me there too, Rashida Roberts. But um, I'm, I have a group in Facebook called I Dream of Financial Success. And you can find me on Clubhouse as well. And I'm usually there every, every Tuesday, and that might change. But we're there in the Money Power Reflect Club. So look for the Money Power Reflect Club, talking about different ways, you know, with, with money and reflecting on the power that it has and, you know, just how to take control of our finances. The group started because we nobody's talking about the debt that people are, are carrying. And, you know, it's not a it's an uncomfortable conversation. Nobody wants to hear, you know, get rid of your debt. So that's the premise of why we started the Money Power Reflect Club. So you can find that on Clubhouse. And then the Black Women Empowering Finances as well. We're there every Saturday in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And um, on Tuesdays, Money Power Reflect, we're there at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so, but definitely just look for those clubs. I have my own club on there too, the I Dream Financial Success that's going to it, it coincides with my my facebook group of i dream of financial success so those are some of the places that you can find me but you'll find me on other people's platforms this year so we're going to be out there promoting the book and just uh, getting out there so y'all come on out and and join us 
That sounds good. You're going to be a busy woman this year. Well, much continued success for you. And um, thank you so much for joining us today. I am glad to be here with you and your podcast, Natasha. So thank you for having me. It has been, it's always great to come on your platform. So I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It's always great to have you. So we'll be talking again soon, I'm sure. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Secrets of Earning Money show. Come back and join us next Thursday for another episode.